Sure it does. Um, I think winning it just makes the out-of-season feel better. I don't think losing it necessarily derails anything because um, it's, you know, this season's gone. I've always said it each year is its own thing. Um, it just makes it, gives you a little better, you know, taste in your mouth here for the next month or so. But like you said, once you're, once you're in winter conditioning and spring ball comes around, it's a whole new deal and everyone knows it. And, uh, you know, but it, it just makes the, the tough months of the year, this, uh, February, March and April, a little better. There's Coach Stoops talking about the impact of winning this football game. Uh, we've, we've hit on the, uh, the really nice recruiting class. Got some good positive momentum out of that. Transfer portal, you've had some solid things happen there. You know, it would be nice to keep the winning season streak alive. Um, that more than anything. Well, I think, yes, but I think the biggest thing is to, to beat – a good football team that's in a good place that has all of their players. It's not like you're beating a team that's ranked 15 or 13, whatever they are. And they don't have their quarterback. They don't have their two best wide receivers, their best defensive players opted out. It's just not the case. You've got a full uh, squad over there at Florida state with momentum, with excitement, with uh, with you know the the thought of trying to build something there, it's the first bowl game these guys have been to in a while. Like that's the biggest thing is beat. It'd be your best win of the year. Well, it would be your highest ranked win since the Florida game in the Cotton Bowl. Which oddly enough, you said, well, this isn't a team that's missing two wide receivers, and this that's exactly what is that right? Yeah. Um. So that like it. This would be a better win, I think. Like It's not as good of a bowl game, but this would be a better win than that Florida win in the Cotton Bowl for the reasons you just listed. Florida State, their best players are playing. They're, they're, they're really in this game. It, they, it looks like they really care about this game. Dan Mullis to, told, uh, told us after the Cotton Bowl they didn't care one bit about it. So, Oh, God. That's still one of the more frustrating. Oh. <sighs> It's really weird that he chose to go about it that way. I know. Listen, we all know. We get it. Just stand up there in front of the mic like every other head coach in the history of football has done. Give it up to your opponent. Say we got out coached. Uh, you know, couldn't find anything in the running game. Had some crucial mistakes there and couldn't fight our way back into it. You don't start making excuses about how you haven't played uh, – a game that you care about since November. That's just ridiculous. So I'll ask the uh, same question we asked Bob in that audio clip coming out of the break there. Does momentum really matter at the end of the day going into the offseason? Or is it just something that makes you feel good for one to two months and it doesn't really have that much of an impact on the on the next season? I don't – I may be the wrong person to ask. Why? Well – because I don't I would say that it doesn't it doesn't have an impact. It probably has more of an impact on the fan base and on like how much excitement and how much uh, engagement you're going to get for the spring spring game, stuff like that. I just I, I, I have a hard time believing that a win or a loss, 
in the Cheese It Bowl, even though it's a good Florida State team, will have any real impact on on what you do. Now, I think some individual performances can can have a I if if you've got a guy um for example I don't know I'm thinking of uh of, of a guy like like Stutzman or Downs or you know Aguebu who is coming back I I think someone could go out there and have a really big game and and feel like that is something that's going to really propel them to something big in the next season. And some of these young guys, like Barnes, if he goes out and runs for 150, uh, happens to catch a swing pass, a miraculous pass out of the backfield and pull it in, has a nice game. Which, you know, Eric Gray was ho-hum all last year but had his best game in the bowl game, right? Sure he did, and yeah. I think that that somewhat propelled him with, with some new excitement. At that position, knowing that there's going to be a new coordinator in and stuff like that. So I think it, it probably has a bigger impact on just individual players than it does as a program. I I, I think I agree with you, and, and here's why. Um, here's what I just did. I went back since the year 2000, yeah, and I looked at the eight best seasons that OU's had in that time frame. Um, there's four national championship game appearances, mm-hmm. and there's four semifinal appearances during that time. Okay, 2000 they won the national championship. Right. 1999, the year before, they lost the Independence Bowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. 2003 national championship berth. Well, they won. You guys won the Rose Bowl the year before that. Okay, there's a win. 04 national championship game appearance. Uh, appearance lost the Natty the year before that. Right. Yeah. 08 championship appearance lost the Fiesta Bowl before that year. Uh, 15 made the playoff, lost to Clemson the year before that in the Russell Athletic Bowl. 2017 made the playoff, did beat Auburn in that 2016 Sugar Bowl. Okay. 2018 made the playoff, but lost in the Rose Bowl against Georgia the year before. 19 made the playoff, lost to Alabama the year before. So in the eight best bowl games that OU's played in since 2000, and really you can extend that out even further, OU's two and six in the bowl games in the season previous. I'll do you one. Uh, I'll add to that. One of the the best wins, a, a fun win, you beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl in 13 and had your ass handed to <laughs> yeah. you by Johnny Manziel in the Cotton Bowl the uh, year previous. Uh, yeah, well, and then, okay, you look at it from before that. How about after that? You had that great Sugar Bowl against Alabama, and what did you do with it the next year? <laughs> you got your offensive coordinator fired. Right. So, I, I mean, if we're looking at OU. Should we go throw this game? Yes. If we're looking at <laughs> OU, the bowl game has no indication whatsoever. In fact, just the opposite. It has the opposite indication on what's going to happen the very next year. Yeah. There you go. Hey. Um. So we don't want good positive momentum. No, I think you want Florida State to cover the nine and a half uh, on Thursday. You want everyone. We just found out. You want everyone pissed off and angry going into the off season, right? And um, that's what gets everyone on high alert around here, (laughs) losing the bowl game. Like get some pressure going on the following season. I'd say if if they needed to build up pressure for next year, it's already happened. now the bowl game could be the cherry on top of all of that pressure, but uh, I I don't think that if you beat Florida State, there's going to be a lot of momentum. But 
there's still going to be a bunch of people say that who cares that you beat Florida State. They didn't beat anyone anyway all year. That was a terrible Oklahoma football team. And it's hard to argue with the with the results. That's kind of, that's I'm not saying they're terrible, but the results are what they are. But I will tell you, I believe that you know, I'm not going to say everything happens for a reason, but I think you can make a positive out of pretty much everything and sometimes a bit of a reset, a bit of uh, bring everyone back down to to earth a little bit, not necessarily a bad thing. So the uh, Florida State guys on the uh, double fries, no slaw paw that I yeah. was on yesterday, they uh, kind of asked like, yeah, okay, so Billy Napier, he got basically a uh, an excuse year at Florida this year. They're six and seven, but they they forgive him for that. Like they're okay with this year. Let's move forward. And you know, Britt Venable. Britt Venable's probably got that at OU this year, right? It's like, I don't know if I would say that that's necessarily the case. And what I said is, you know, Florida had some expectations coming into this year, but were they even ranked when the season started? I don't know if they were. Like, OU, even with the coaching change and the roster turnover, still had expectations this year. And you still started off the season 3-0. and Like, maybe with some... It was like a gimme year, but I don't, I don't think that every OU fan just says, yeah, that 6-6 six and six is just a gimme year. It's fine. Yeah. Well, there was plenty of bad football out there, okay? Plenty of bad football. But as much bad football as there was, except for the TCU and Texas game, every, every single game is totally, absolutely – without a doubt, winnable. And not even winnable. Like, just go make the routine plays I know. and you win them. That's what makes the season even more frustrating. There's no, they had no business losing to West Virginia. But that's what I'm saying. They had no about, business losing to Tech. That's what I'm saying about like finding a positive in it. Because in 21, we did find a way to win those games. We they did find a way to win those games, right? And did it do you any good? Did you learn anything about your program and like where your deficiencies are? And did it force you to take a real honest, hard look at at you know where you are and how you've been doing things? And oh, I I don't even like I, I see your point there. Like the twenty one season, like no. But even the 2020, the 2019, the 2018, the 2017 season, like you came up short in the semifinals, but it was still good enough to not have to take a real good, long, hard look at yourself and try to adjust what was going on in the program that wasn't, that wasn't good enough. So th- this is kind of the first year, like, and I think that this is the point that you're making. Like, this is the first year in a long time where it's bad enough that you really have to kind of go back to the drawing board and say, all right, what do we got to do to get better? Because there's, there's a ton of pressure now going into year two. I would say the best team that OU's had over however many years is probably the 2017 team, right? Yeah. And the 2017 team uh, – Barely beat a, what, a one-win Baylor team. Correct. 49-41. Lost to Iowa State. Lost to Iowa State. Beat Texas by five. 
beat Kansas State by a touchdown. Um, good Oklahoma State team, beat them by 10. And then you kind of really started to get over the hump there. Handled number six TCU pretty good. Thumped Kansas, thumped West Virginia, and thumped TCU in, in the Big 12 Championship. But like that's kind of – you have to go back really to that team. That's really the last team that has handled opponents the way that they should be handled, right? And even in that season, it wasn't – No. Wasn't – Every game. Well, the second best team is the 2018 team, right? They barely beat Army in that game, right? Army. They barely beat everyone down the street. Even Kansas right? was an interesting game in the fourth quarter that Tech, year. Tech by five. Oklahoma State by one. Kansas scored 40 on us. Uh, West Virginia by three. And then beat Texas in the Big 12 championship game. But... Um, I see. I still think that that game, like they got that kickoff return for a touchdown call back on the like, with like a minute to go, that would have made it what thirty four thirty nine, and they would have been kicking an onside to to have a chance to throw it down the field. So yeah, so you know, I just I don't know that it, it would make a lot of people feel good. It'd make me feel better. It'd make you feel better, but. Does it? Would it really fully expose what you need to be fully exposed? Is it? Can you really walk into your players and say, "This right here is going to get your ass beat"? This is what happens. Like it's different whenever you say, "Like it's going to get you beat," other than showing them that it does get you beat. You know. So I don't know. I I just. Maybe it's me trying to find something good from this year, but I almost think that not only were we due, but that it was kind of needed. Guy from Guyer says seven and six is enough to be pissed off about. Yeah. Uh, this from the 405. You guys are crazy. I never want to lose, ever. There is no way I'm finding a positive if we lose. Bologna. <laughs> I knew you'd love that. I want to win this game like I want to win every game. Badly. Sorry I'm not with you at all, Jim from OKC. Now, hang on a second. Of course you want to win it. Absolutely you want to win it. I want to win it. I'm not saying that you don't want to win the game and that you don't go out and and play as hard as you can, prepare the best you can, put together put together the best game plan offensively, defensively, go out there, grind it out, put the work in to get a win. You have to earn every win at this level. And you go out there and you do that. All I'm saying is that I, I do not look at this season, win or lose against FSU, as a total loss, waste of a season, worthless endeavor. I don't view it that way at all. I view it as perhaps something that needed to happen. Yeah, um, that that's an interesting take. That take will potentially look really good if they roll off an eleven and one next season. But if they rip off another six and six or go six and six, five and seven next year, mm-hmm. then that take is probably going to take a little bit of a hit. Wouldn't you agree <laughs> with that? It'll take a hit anyways. It won't even make it till that long. I people are so 
I don't I don't know. It felt like you just walk out there and and I I don't know. It's it's hard to 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 verbalize it, but I I I think a reset is is something that you can use. And I don't know. I think like I said, there's some things that happened this year that you never really want to prove your point. As a coach, you'd like to point at someone else, another team doing it and saying, look what happens whenever you do this, that, and and all these other things that we're, we're coaching you guys to not do. But like I said, there's there's no bigger impact than whenever you go out there and do it yourself. So like, obviously, you'd never want that to happen. But when it does, I don't think it has to be something that you don't use. Peyton says, I think a win makes you feel better, but a loss doesn't make you feel too bad, if that makes sense. Uh, this one says OU loses by 20. <laughs> uh, maybe. Go back up. That What would that one say? Just say it. The Just say it, Teddy. The defense has been hard awful for the last five years. It has. It has. It's been really bad. Then there's, there's really no statement to come after that. It's been really bad. A loss will put a bad taste in our mouths, but that bad taste won't even be a thought come the spring game. Ugh. No truer statement has been made this segment. As soon as they see Jackson Arnold take the field oh, in the God, spring look game. Look at Peyton Bowen back woo. there. Might as well just go ahead and chalk all the W's up for next season. Actually, uh, I say that was the, the, best, the best take from this segment. Just got outdone by the next text. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's whether you cover the spread. Charlie from Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Which, bluntly... That's why we're even here talking about a, a game about to be played. Uh, there's been what? There's four bowl games going on today on a Tuesday afternoon, right? And <laughs> it's hard for me to think that they're being played for any other reason but for uh, people to watch that are gambling on it. Uh, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And awkward head coach photos like we got today from Mike Norvell and Britt Venables. Oh, man. Though, that's I, I mean. They didn't look awkward whatsoever sitting in the front of the roller coaster together. God, that was just so funny. They're, you can just tell they're talking shop, man. Yeah. BV's trying – he's playing, trying to play some poker, get any information out of him he can. Might as well. You're what nine you and a half doing? point so, dog. Uh, uh, what are you guys going to do? Three by one into the boundary? You guys have uh, been pretty good with that all year, huh? Trying, he's trying to get some information out of him. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Keep the text line going. 651-3439. Football. You love it. We love it. You live it. We live it. You need it. We got it. Nobody covers college football better. The Rush, right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. This season serves as a reminder to stop, reflect, and focus on what matters most. At Lander Chevrolet of Norman, we know it's important to do good all year long. And right now, get $5,500 off select 2022 custom Silverados and take $3,000 off MSRP and 3.99% financing on the 2022 Equinox. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from Lander Chevrolet of Norman. Find new roads. WAC must finance with GM Financial. 
Did the recent storms damage your home and roof? Call All-American Roofing today. All-American Roofing has been repairing and replacing roofs for over 40 years and is a second-generation locally-owned roofing company. They are also a Google-guaranteed contractor and offer free inspections. Our roofers are GAF Master Elite contractors with a BBB A-plus rating. Call All-American Roofing today at 405-787-0400. All-American Roofing, the best roofing company in Oklahoma. 405-787-0400. Sooner fans, don't miss your chance to see the 2022 NCAA National Champion Women's Gymnastics Team in 2023. Season and single meet tickets are on sale now, as well as group ticket opportunities starting at just $3. There are five opportunities to see your national champions at the Lloyd Noble Center this season, and the Sooners will host two national championship rematches against Utah and Florida. For tickets to the best show in town, visit Soonersports.com. Boomer Sooner. This season serves as a reminder to stop, reflect, and focus on what matters most. At Landers, we know it's important to do good all year long. And right now, during the Big Finish sales event, get 11000 off the 2022 Ram 1500 and 7500 off the 2022 Grand Cherokee L. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from all of us at Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman. WAC plus TTNL. T dealer for details. Unless you live under a rock, at this point, you've heard me talking every week from Pryor's Pizza Kitchen, which is located within a new development called Sela. Are you ready for full-time resort living? Looking for a master plan community for your business? Sela is a 540-acre new urbanism community attracting those who seek connection and a place to get back to their roots. From 750-square-foot cottages to lavish estate homes, there is a lot size and home style to fit every need. Check out SelahOK.com for more information. Caring for an aged loved one can be challenging. Let us help your family. At Arbor House Assisted Living and Memory Care in Norman, we offer a safe and loving environment with a full-time licensed nurse, medication assistance, emergency call system, along with housekeeping and laundry services. Come tour our beautiful community. Call 405-292-9200 or visit us online at arborhouseliving.com. We want to help your family so you can be part of ours. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about, but we'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And TJ Perry. <laughs> what a bomb. <laughs> what a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. Knock it off with the picking up one hat and yeah. playing with everybody's emotions and putting on another one. Well, That's not cool, man. That is not cool. Have your moment, whatever, right. but don't make a game of it. Just make your pick and go on. You're not Lee Corso throwing the headgear on a Saturday afternoon. Calm down. No, I felt bad for Notre Dame. I've never said that in my life. I felt bad for Notre Dame yesterday. It's become the thing to do. Ah, this one? Nope. Ah, this one? Nope. Ah, maybe this one? No. Nope. Ah, ah, this one? Ah, nope. Nope. This one? Stop it. Just tell us where you're going. <laughs> T-Row and TJ, weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. I mean, our expectation is to go play our best game this year. That, that's been the the expectation with each each week that we've had. Oh, there's 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 an exciting time for Florida State football. There's an exciting time for for what we're building and and the young men that I get to coach and and the work that they put in. So, uh, you know, the future is the future is bright, but 
we got to take care of the, of the moment and, and ultimately the things that we can control, and that's that's this week. And you know, it's a it's a it's an absolute treat to be able to to be here and uh, you know to get a chance to play in in this game. And um, you know, we just want to we want to go show and be better than what we've been. You know, we we talked uh, the opportunity to go try to win your tenth game is, is big. It'd be the twenty fifth time in our program's history. All right, that's a, that would that's. That's a great challenge, but also, uh, you know, a great a great opportunity for these guys to to go finish this season. There's Florida State head coach Mike Norvell. Anything uh, catch your ear there from uh, how his voice sounded? Did he sound better than he did last week? No, kind of the same thing, yeah. right? Do you remember him when he was at Tulsa? No, nah, I remember him when he was at Memphis, but not not Tulsa. He was a he was a GA at Central Arkansas in two thousand six. Then he was at Tulsa from oh seven to twenty ten. As a coordinator? No, he was like the passing game coordinator. Yeah, I don't remember who the passing game coordinator was at Tulsa from oh seven to twenty ten. Well, yeah, um, fair. And then he went to uh, Arizona State as the OC. I was thinking, like, should I remember Mike Norvell from Tulsa? Was he? Did I miss something? Mm, well, I guess not. Sometimes you're up on those type of things, yeah, man. Yeah, well, I, I can only go as far back as Memphis for Mike Norvell. Now, and he got the Memphis job after uh, Fuente went to Tech, Virginia right? Tech, yeah. Okay. Huh. And huh. had some success there. Memphis has had a couple of guys that have had some success out there. Well, I think they're just the two that we're mentioning here because they're playing at a bowl game right now after a 6-6 six and six season, but they're about to win the first responder bowl over uh, Utah State. They're up 31-10. So, uh, yeah, cheese it Bowl in two days, a little less than 48 hours. What's the big story out of the cheese it Bowl, you ask, as we're getting close to the game? Well, the big story is this. Uh, a cheese it Bowl representative told the media last night there is no such thing as Cheez-Its. One Cheez-It is a Cheez-It. Two or more of the Cheez-It are called Cheez-It crackers, not Cheez-Its. And apparently um, social media has, has taken exception to this. Well, that's stupid. Um, that's like saying one mouse is a mouse. But more than that is a small four-legged Harry rodent. Like, how can one be a cheese it? But then you just add another one to it. All of a sudden, it's now a cracker. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know what happened to the structure atomically of the of the cheese it. Whenever there was one, and then whenever there was See, two. See, and I even think it does a disservice for cheese its to even use the word, you know, try to describe themselves as, you know, hey, this snack is also a cracker. I don't think a cheese it is just a cheese it. It's not a crack. It's not anything. It's just a cheese it. It's it's a it's a item that's alone by itself that is not comparable to anything else. Don't don't define yourself by the lowest common denominator. With all of the other snacks on the aisle. Don't try and church it up, son. Don't you mean Cheez-Its? <laughs> well, uh, my point is don't church it down. Separate yourself. Somehow, your loyal consumers have given you a category all your own. You're not a cracker. You're not a pretzel. You're not a chip. You're a Cheez-It. If I set that down in front of everyone... 
what would they say? They'd say, that's a Cheez-It. If I sat like a Ritz cracker down, what would they say? They would say, it's a cracker. If I sat a saltine down, they'd say, that's a cracker. You've got your own category. I know. Why the hell would you eliminate your own category to put yourself in something as plain as the cracker category? And this, folks, is what it's like to be 6-6 six and six playing in a bowl game. Conversations such as this. What's the biggest story coming out of the bowl game is the sponsor attached to the thing uh, about their product. Anyone having fun yet with this? Hey. I, I want either the Cheez-It Bowl representative fired or I want the CEO. Who is it? Is it Nabisco? Who makes Cheez-It? I, n- no idea. I haven't. No. Nah. Cheez-Its are not a normal thing at our house. Whoever's, They're an occasional thing. Whoever's the head of the Cheez-It brand, I want him fired. If this came from them. Oh, I'd like I don't even fired care if it game. came from them. I'd like him to be fired at the game. The buck stops... There, right? You allowed this to go on under your watch. Got to be fired. That's how it goes. This is worse than trying to run an up-tempo offense the entire game, is what you're saying. Uh, mm. By the way, do you think uh, Brent Venables will be showered with a bucket of Cheez-Its? Not Cheez-It crackers, but Cheez-Its if they win the game? Yeah. I think he got to. That's kind of a thing, isn't it, in this game? I know the Duke's Mayo Bowl. They get doused with mayonnaise. That happened to Shane Beamer last year, I think. I feel like I've seen someone get dumped. But I, I think I think Cheez Its happen in the, in this game. Well, excuse me, sorry, Mister Cheez It Bowl representative. I've seen a coach get a uh, a bucket of Cheez It crackers dumped on him after the game. Southwestern Oklahoma doesn't have Cheez Its. They're all great value cheese crackers. <laughs> from the text line. This is a good one by BFC. Uh, actually, it's not by BFC. Sorry, it's by Patrick. Cheese it probably owned by Southwest Airlines. <laughs> I think they actually have them on Southwest as a snack. Been in marketing uh, leadership for over a decade. Teddy is spot on. Here's a Teddy is brilliant. Yeah. Here's a Teddy's right on the money. Who would have thought all these years I, I was destined for marketing? Goldfish or goldfish crackers? No, there's just goldfish. It's a perfect, but that's exactly it. One is a think. Think how stupid it would sound if someone told you, "Well, yeah, one is a goldfish, but if there's more than one, it's a group of goldfish crackers." Stupid. Should have declined the bowl invitation. If you would have known that this conversation was going to happen, I, I got to think OU declines the bowl invitation and plays in uh, negative four degree weather in uh, Fort Worth instead against Air Force. White cheddar cheese at crackers is where it's at. You know what? I hate to say this, but I've only had, I believe, the original. Oh, I've had white cheddar. I again, that's not a regular thing in our house. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really think it's ever been in our house. That has to be you going over to someone else's house and it's there. I, I'd, I'd say it's a, it's a quite strong snack. It's not bad. It's pretty good. White cheddar. But I- the, the Cheez-Its, they have, I think we found out that throughout this process, don't they have like 15 to 20 different flavors? They used to have like a Tabasco flavor. Maybe they still do. Just I think a they have, little bit of spice yeah, to it? Yeah, I think they have a lot of different flavors, actually. Huh. Wrong. It should be a school of goldfish crackers, says the text line. Right. You're talking about it right now. Who's the marketing genius? 
hey, they got us, but they're still wrong. I mean, that's that's why we're talking about well, it. Yeah, I'm talking about uh, how dumb they are. Uh, that's not a good thing. I I think most Sooner fans will probably never have Cheez-Its again after this travesty. I, and, and I think that that's the good that we've probably done here today. I could Hopefully that's the case. I think I could, even though I was thinking about trying some of the white, uh, white cheddar ones, I could I could boycott this and hold firm to it. You know, I've boycotted Subway since like probably 20, 2012. It's been I think 2012. This was the 10 year anniversary of you boycotting Subway. I have not had a Subway sandwich in 10 years. I yeah, I don't think I have either. Never again. Never again. I can do the same thing with cheese. It. it here here's the unfortunate thing about because uh, we've seen both sides of it. Like, Cheez-Its are fine. Like, you're never going to eat Cheez-It as, like, an entire meal, or at least you shouldn't. But one one bag of Cheez-Its is, is good enough. Dude, you're going to be force-fed those on Thursday. You know that, right? Like, th- there is such a thing as too many Cheez-Its. However, we were at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl a few years ago, and in my experience, there is not a thing of too much Chick-fil-A. Right. I don't know how many free... Chick-fil-A sandwiches that you ate that day, but my number was somewhere around five or six. <laughs> you know? That like that, that is a bowl game sponsor, Chick-fil-A. Cheese it, eh. Yeah. It's gonna be hard for me to remember. I'm writing it down, boycott. Um it's gonna be hard for me to remember my my boycott because it was it's this isn't as an egregious situation as the subway situation was. So, I, hopefully I can remember to boycott it, even though like the press box is going to be full of them, and I'm going to be hungry. There's going to be a giant bowl in the middle um, with something that looks like an ice scoop and cheese that's readily available. And I'm going to grab it and dump it on the ground and say, pick up all those crackers. Please, right? you, can you please film it and put it on social media? <laughs> please. <laughs> all right. Hey, I, I, I know that conversation doesn't do it for anyone. But that's what's going on at the bowl game right now is this debate. That's right. the big story coming out of this thing. I see the text. Why was Subway banned by Teddy? I'll tell you why. Because I got sick and tired of ordering a sandwich from Subway that was never made right, was destroyed when they handed it to me out the window, made with crappy ingredients, uh, the... The lettuce is always old. The tomatoes are always, like, they're never crispy and fresh. The whole thing just sucks. The sandwich sucks. If you compare Subway with, uh, you can go with any of the sandwich places you want. Jersey Mike's, like, there's a whole, you, you guys know the list of them. If you did a taste test. Firehouse is the goat. Subway would get dead last. Every single time. The sandwich sucks. The service at the sand at the Subway restaurants sucks. The whole experience is awful. So what has he done instead the past 10 years? Well, probably uh, got a little bitty sandwich on the pick two at Panera Bread and still probably paid $30 for nope. a sandwich, a cup of macaroni, and a medium soft drink. And maybe a bear claw thrown in there as well. No, nope. I, don't, I don't do Panera you know where I go? I go to City Bites a lot. Mm. Which there is one on. Is that Maine? Yeah, that's Maine and Norman, right? It's it ain't even close. 
City Bites compared to Subway, and the price is comparable. I'm willing to pay twice as much for a sandwich than what you get at Subway. It's just, it's terrible. So, Sad. Their golden years is when they were sponsoring um, Happy Gilmore in his uh, TV commercials. I, I, hey, I'll tell you right now. Maybe that's the last time that Adam Sandler and Subway were both relevant is when they were doing those commercials together. Tyler, they put a Subway in by the Walmart in Muskogee whenever I was uh, probably in junior high. Heaven on earth. Once a week, my dad would go into into Muskogee to pick up sub sandwiches for everyone. It 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 was like the the it was the best thing we'd ever had. And slowly, it just turned to you know what. They probably even got rid of the uh, sun chips that they've had there for so long, which was uh, for a while the only good thing about Subway. Yep. Uh, and as uh, <laughs> Casey Vineyard just said. Uh, I guess Subway won't be a sponsor of the Rush. Well, make you do those live reads when they are. Here's the thing. I'm just going to tell you what I think, and that's what I think of Subway. I'm sorry. All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. We've got a couple of segments left. Keep hitting the text line 651 343. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're simply the best. Riverwind is your place to play this holiday season. With all of your favorite games, the best service, and so many ways to win. It's no wonder that Riverwind is OKC's number one casino. So if you want to have the best time, you won't find better than number one. You're simply the new In Motion Clinic in Norman will work with each patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler, MD, is committed to spending time with each patient to help them achieve top-level energy, strength, endurance, and performance. She specializes in the treatment of gut health issues, hormonal health, immune system support, joint pain, fatigue, and thyroid dysfunction. To learn more about functional sports medicine or to schedule an appointment, call 405-515-4040. At In Motion, what moves you moves us. This season serves as a reminder to stop, reflect, and focus on what matters most. At Landers, we know it's important to do good all year long. And right now, during the Big Finish sales event, get 11000 off the 2022 Ram 1500 and 7500 off the 2022 Grand Cherokee L. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from all of us at Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman. WAC plus TTNL. See dealer for details. Hey, hey, Sooner Nation. Come spend your New Year's afternoon cheering on the Oklahoma Sooners basketball team as they tip off Big 12 conference play against the Texas Longhorns on December 31st at 1 p.m. They've got a special ticket deal for y'all. Four tickets for $20. Now, that's a deal. Also enjoy $2 concession deals on draft beers, fountain sodas, and small popcorns. Shoo, I may partake myself. For tickets, visit Soonersports.com slash holiday. Boomer Sooner. All right, all right, all right. 
The Mont invites you to come by and enjoy our high-quality food and drinks in our historic atmosphere. The Mont has won numerous awards, including Best Restaurant in Norman, Best Appetizer for our Great Queso, Best Exotic Drink for the Original Swirl, the Best Patio Dining for our beautifully landscaped patio. Come see the Town Tavern, OU football scoreboards dating back to 1947. We'll see you at the Mont on the corner of Boyd and Classen, or call us at 329-3330. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. (laughs) What a bomb. (laughs) What a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. Knock it off with the picking up one hat and playing with everybody's emotions and putting on another one. That's not cool, man. That is not cool. Have your moment, whatever, but don't make a game of it. Just make your pick and go on. You're not Lee Corso throwing the headgear on a Saturday afternoon. Calm down. No, I felt bad for Notre Dame. I've never said that in my life. I felt bad for Notre Dame yesterday. It's become the thing to do. Ah, this one? Nope. Ah, this one? Nope. Ah, maybe this one? Oh, ah, ah, this one? Ah, nope, nope, this one? Stop it. Just tell us where you're going. <laughs> T-Row and TJ, weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Watching football, riding his motorcycle, and of course playing cards with his friends were just some of the many hobbies that Dad had. When he passed away, the staff at Primrose assisted us in capturing the essence of Dad's life. The caring and personal touch that they provided my family will be remembered for many years. I encourage you to call Primrose today at 321-6000 to allow them to assist your family just the way they did mine. It is the rush on the ref. We're in studio today. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. This hour brought to you by Subway. Check out one of our many uh, $5 footlongs that we have currently in stock. Just seeing if you're listening. And uh, obviously you were not listening. You $5 were, footlong? You were air drumming instead to any way you want it. Yeah. Text line uh, seemingly agrees with your take, by the way. I didn't see much pushback. And I was just kidding saying that Adam Sandler hasn't been relevant since 1996. Jeez, some people took exception to that. His bank account uh, says differently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He sold out. I think it's very fair to say that Adam Sandler sold out. But he's been relevant uh, more recently than 1996. Yeah. Yeah. Those had a handful of movies there early on that were just awesome. And still stand as classics today. That's right. Chase in Orange County, you know it's a Tuesday during the toilet bowl season, and Teddy wants to jam a bunch of Cheez-Its <laughs> up Kellogg Company's arse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So so what? We're thin on material. Uh, and you hammer Cheez-It I don't even think we're happens. thin on material. Um, it's just that's what's going on out there at the Cheez-It. Here, here are the two main stories from the Cheez-It Bowl, okay? Mm-hmm. That... Is it Cheez-Its or Cheez-It Crackers? Or that Michael Turk uh, it will be staying in the Cheez-It hotel room tonight. I think it's tonight maybe that he gets to do that. Those are the two main stories. Yay. And, ev- and everyone, everyone uh, outside of the state picking Florida State to win this game. Some even calling it the lock of the week. Out, 
everyone outside of the state. Inside the state as well. I think there's more. I did just read a text 20 minutes ago that said Florida State by 20. I think that um, the percentage of, let's say that like 78% of the bets are on Florida State. Um, And I know that's not necessarily to win, but uh, if if we were to say like the the national average of people picking this game is 78%, say Florida State's going to win the game, in state, it's probably more like 95% think Florida State's going to win the game. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. And the the five percent are um, like negative Florida State fans, basically. Yeah, family members, uh, the the players themselves. Like, it's a very select five percent that's uh, that's picking Oklahoma to win. I worked at a subway around two thousand, and it used to be pretty good, and it was affordable. Yeah. Now my kids want it. Now, if my kids want it, I will take them. Two six-inch subs cost me nearly $20, and the quality is garbage. Exactly. Could not have uh, said it better myself. If the Sooners lose, how much does this hurt their momentum going into the offseason? Uh, well, as we said before, doesn't really matter. The eight best bowl games you've played in in the past 25 years, you were uh, two and six in the bowl games in the season prior, so... As we basically said at the 5 o'clock hour, throw this game on purpose, and you're almost insured a great year next year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, It's hard to say. I, some things can happen in – it can happen in different ways, right? If you have some emotional win, you come from behind, whatever, some young guys – really go above and beyond, perform really well, make you feel good about what you've got coming back next year, I think it carries some momentum. But the only thing that wins games next year is player development, guys understanding their roles, understanding the offense and defense better, getting bigger, faster, stronger, uh, you know, growing as leaders, like guys taking accountability for for one another, like that's the only way you win next year. And I, it doesn't matter if you beat Florida State by a hundred or if you lose to Florida State by a hundred. That's still going to be the recipe to win next year. So, I I think it's more of a fan base thing than anything. Yeah, it is. Yeah, which it, is fine. Like, I mean, yeah, if you win by a hundred over Florida State, even that doesn't fix that. You got to be able to sustain drives next year, man. Yeah, um, you got to do some better things defensively. The quarterbacks got to I mean, every, everything needs to be better next year. I mean, one game doesn't automatically fix that. Sure, right. No, I I think that that's uh, that's the best way to look at it. So it, it's interesting though, since two thousand. There hasn't been haven't been a lot of games where everyone's just yeah I don't feel like OU's going to lose this game where everyone kind of universally thinks that like the Alabama Sugar Bowl game everyone thought OU had no chance right right I think even though they won the game I remember a pretty negative feel from OU fans going into the Ohio State game in the Horseshoe in 2017 you remember that. Yeah, because... There was definitely some, man, I just hope we keep it close against these guys. Yeah, because they had handed it to us on our own field the year previous, uh, put up a 45-burger on us. Um, it was, it was like, 
it got out of hand. What like did they score a bunch in the first half? They um they got on top early. OU made a little bit of a run and they had a nice little lead going into halftime and I feel like they blew it open maybe in the third quarter. 35-17 at half. Uh, they came out and went right down the field, 10 play, 75 yards to go up 42-17. And we scored one more touchdown, and that's really it. They kicked a field goal. And they just like, – nothing happened in the fourth quarter. They just kind of ran, right. the, ran the clock all, out. All that to say, like, there ha- I mean, there's been maybe a, maybe a handful of times in the past 22 years where there's been, like, this level of negative feel going into a game. Right. And honestly, like I, I can remember those two. The Texas game this year would probably qualify as one of those, <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. I uh, somehow forgot about that one, but it hasn't happened very many times. Yeah, which in that there's some different circumstances there. Like if you don't have your, you're saying like if we're we're 100 percent healthy, and I guess, I mean we're not necessarily 100 percent healthy. We've got guys that have opted out, and you know who knows what the total number is going to be of guys that don't play, but. Um. Yeah, I I agree with you, and it it would probably be looked at as one of, if not the biggest upset in the bowl season, if OU were to win this game. Yeah, I mean, not knowing what can happen or what's going to happen in some of these other bowl games, but yeah, you're you're saying not not necessarily points wise, but just narrative wise. Well, I think even point spread wise, it could be. Is, Florida State yeah. might be a double-digit favorite by the time we get to Thursday. Oh, they will be. Yeah. So I by the uh, point spread wise, like just everyone thinking who's going to win, it, it would be one of the if not, it might be the biggest upset of the bowl season. It's nine and a half right now. I I think that it that number could be maybe as high as thirteen. Could be. Yeah. Has OU ever played in a football? Has OU ever played a football game in a baseball stadium like OSU is tonight? I believe they played at the Metrodome in Minneapolis against Minnesota in was it '85? They opened their season there, maybe. So the answer yeah. to that is yes. Huh. Okay. Well, and Pro Player Stadium, the Marlins oh. used to play there. Horrible. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap things up next. Keep hitting the text on 651-3439. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and in life. Our nationally accredited program offers support through every stage of your weight loss journey, giving you all the resources you need along the way. The path to a healthier you isn't one you have to walk alone. Call 405-515-2049 or visit journeyclinic.com to set an appointment and discover if Journey Clinic is right for you. My name is Dee, and I dream big. I need a good job to get what I want, so I signed up for DRS Transition. Are you a teen with a disability? Get free career counseling.